Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey everybody, welcome back into Roosters. It's Letterman Live, brought to our good friends here at this fun, casual joint. It is a fun, casual conversation that we have every single week, and every single week so far it's been about an Ohio State win. This is Reed Fragle. you got Mike Dosh, you guys know these former Buckeyes. Got a couple guests waiting in the wings. As this show goes on, we will bring them in. As we talk about Ohio State 48, Nebraska 7, everybody on this panel, uh, I think everybody in Columbus, probably around the country, expected the Buckeyes would roll last week, but there was some intrigue going in. Nebraska had game day, and Scott Frost looking to make a signature win. They had recruits in uh, to Lincoln. The atmosphere was great. They had lasers. And then the Buckeyes just absolutely destroyed them. <laughs> yeah, I think it was pegged as the first real test going into it, and I think you've talked about that before, Austin. But, you know, it's just another week where we're looking at the next game up, and is that going to be the next test? And, you know, maybe we'll be a week from now and we'll be saying the same thing. Where Can they survive the bye week? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's, and now, right now the concern for me is the two bye weeks in the middle of the right. season. I mean, to kill this momentum right now is something. Don't give away next week's show, Reed. Let's, let's yeah, wait. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Um, Mike Doss, the defense. I mean, hey, look, Adrian Martinez – is a tremendous dual-threat quarterback. Wandale Robinson, Spielman, these guys can do a lot of things offensively, but, you know, they really had no shot, you know, because everything was dominated in the trenches. And then a, a guy that we'll talk about a lot more about, I think Jeff Okuda, is just absolutely making things happen in the secondary. So, I mean, maybe it was a test, and they are just – Ohio State just needs something much more challenging to get them going. I don't I, know. I, I would think so. I mean, we discussed it last week that, you know, the only way that Nebraska would actually be able to – affect us would to let Martinez be a little bit more athletic, get him out and hopefully make some plays in the open field for him. But our guys played discipline. They did their job. They were where they were supposed to be. And they actually tackled well. Uh, the one series when they actually started to move the ball pretty good, they kind of ran some old-school option, Nebraska yeah. old-school kind of <laughs> triple option plays and kind of got us off balance. We take a timeout, and the next play, Okuda comes up with a big, you know, tipped interception for us. So I definitely turned the tide and, and kept the momentum rolling. That seems like the one, Mike, where, okay, he went these two years, Jeff Okuda, couldn't get a pick. Finally gets the monkey off the back, his words there. Uh, you know, the, the pressure that comes on a player who's supposed to be a first-round draft pick doesn't have an interception. Gets the one against Miami. Had another chance to make a second one. Makes an incredible pick on the first one of the game, I think. Undercutting yes. the route uh, with a little help from the defensive line. And then suddenly, the floodgates are open and balls are just falling from the sky right into his hands. <laughs> now, I know that, I know what you'll say. It doesn't matter. It'll it does, look the same on the stat it, sheet. It does. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the season, no one's going to go back and go that, that second interception against Nebraska <laughs> with a tip ball. I mean, it was an athletic play. Uh, you know, he – Ran with his guy, kind of seen it late there, and the receiver, you know, couldn't make it, couldn't make a grab on it, and, hey, he got a gift. So Work hard, you get lucky sometimes. Huge. <laughs> it was huge, and it slowed the momentum down, and we were yeah. able to take that and go right back and score, and uh, once we opened it up 21 nothing, you know, it's just like old school playing Madden. It's yeah. like when you get, when you get skunked 21 nothing, right. you just kind of start Head tucking your tail. Hit the reset you know, button. Yeah, so start passing. What I thought was great about that play is that, you know, people say, oh, well, it was just a bad throw by Martinez. It was high. Akuda gets lucky. And, yeah, as Reed said, you work hard, you get lucky sometimes. But Jonathan Cooper and Chase Young, Young is coming, uh, chasing off one side. Cooper is in Martinez's face, mm -hmm. coming in the front. 
you're not going to make a lot of good throws. And, it, hey, the offensive line did all they could to help him, I think. But when you've got now a healthy Cooper and what Chase Young doing is absolutely wild, the there's throw, no pocket. Yeah. You're going to have some bad throws. Yeah, I think that pick is every much of Chase Young's as it is Okuda's <laughs> with force, force throw. I mean, that happens because he's there. So um, that's just something you're going to see throughout the season, though, Chase Young just dominating that offensive line. Um, he's going to force throws like that. If you're set there at right tackle and you've got Chase Young against you right now, what? How, I mean, what can you do? Right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> no, doing no, no. <laughs> Right now i got nothing. Chase Young right now. <laughs> but put me in the mindset of somebody who's – I mean, those poor guys on the edge for Nebraska, they looked like they didn't yeah. know what was going to – he was going to go inside. He was got the speed rush. He was, me, he was throwing yeah. his hands. Like, what do you do? I like to get on a guy like that, a Bosa, get on him quick, really test him out the gate. Um, don't give him a lot of time or space to make a move on your mm -hmm. long arm you. Um, so with a guy like Chase Young, you know, for me, I have to get on the guy quick. So, so in, in a sense, you're saying a short set short versus set a deep him, yeah. set. Yeah, exactly. so you want to short set a guy, get your hands on him, and make him have to be show his athleticism to get around you. Yeah. If you give him a free reign and you just off balance, it's, it's over for you. It, it's it's wild. I, I don't know that anything would work against him right now. I, I, I Sometimes these get thrown around too carelessly, but Chase Young to me is unblockable right now. Yeah, I mean, three I mean, forced fumbles in the last he two. He demands weeks. a chip off. The yeah, edge he does. Yeah, I mean, definitely, he demands they probably need to put a tight end or yeah. that back right there on the, the on the edge of that tackle and give that 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 tackle that uh, a full full confidence that he knows he has help. So if he wants to do a Reed Fraggle short set, yeah. he knows, hey, I got help if this guy gets around the edge on me. Yeah, but I mean, you you can't account for his athletic ability, let alone when they actually run some of those T-stunts and X-stunts up front. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, guys are getting confused and then freeing other guys up to make plays. All right, we're just getting rolling here on Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. We're here live. Uh, got some really good food. We got some new stuff, Reed. Oh, yeah. I mean, we haven't <laughs> even tried it yet. This is right here at Olin Tangy River only, trying out the Nashville Hot Dry Rub, Lemon okay. Pepper Dry Rub. And the, this one, I don't know what to the make of it. Burning blackberry sauce. Burning blackberry <laughs> sauce. Reed. We're going to have to try that later on. That's all you. To see if they'll stay on the menu. That's not normally my thing, but Roosters hasn't steered me wrong so far. Uh, but the next guys up that will have to uh, try and slow down Chase Young, that's Michigan State on Saturday night. Uh, all of that coverage on Letterman Row all week long. We'll get into the Spartans a little bit later on. But as we look back, guys, and, and some of that offensive stuff, Justin Fields, I think, taking another step every single week. The offensive line, J.K. Dobbins running, Master mm -hmm. Teague running. Garrett Wilson scores another touchdown. I, it's talking about unstoppable. Yeah. I don't know how you slow down this offense right now. I mean, Justin's the number two in the country in all-purpose points. I mean, so no, I mean, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty <laughs> pretty excellent. I, I think he's right around 1,100 yards passing right now. 16, 23 touchdowns. Yeah, you know. So I mean, no interceptions. I mean, he's playing very well for us, and you like to see that momentum going into the heart of the Big Ten right now. Michigan State will be a disciplined defense. Oh yeah. They'll line up. They'll probably play a lot of zone. They'll, you know. I think they're only giving up 55 yards rushing per game. Yep. So J.K. has the challenge, you know, to live <laughs> up to his average right now, uh, making making some runs. So this is going to be a fun challenge. Uh, you know, Coach D'Antonio knows the atmosphere. He came here four years ago and upset us yeah. when Zeke had a, a week where he was a little sick and, you know, playing, coming, playing straight out of the hospital. Um, so I think they'll be up for the challenge. They'll come in with some wrinkles here and there. And we know D'Antonio won't be afraid to go for a fake field goal. Definitely not. Fake punt. You know, do any, you know, any trickery out there to give mm -hmm. them guys a chance to try to win. I, I think you look at it, too, that you bring up Zeke. And it's almost like if these current Buckeyes don't know about what's happened in a couple seasons that were derailed by the Spartans for Ohio State over the years, I mean, they wouldn't care. They're going to look at the personnel. 
If they just look at the jersey, okay, maybe you're worried about an upset. But if you're, right. there's a reason Ohio State was a 17-point favorite to start this week, and that number's gone up, I think, to 20 already. Uh, and that's because the running game, Justin Fields, the offensive line, Reed, I mean, what have you thought about those guys up front? We haven't talked to you in a couple weeks here. I I've think been excited that, to talk about them because yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say something, I guess, bold here, but I think it's the best offensive line we've seen in the last decade or so at Ohio State because these guys, Josh Alby coming into the game, Starting 70 snaps, three knockdowns, I think it was. That's not an easy task in Nebraska. I mean, it just shows the depth that this old line has. And Coach Studd's done a phenomenal job of getting these guys prepared and ready. And you see kind of a dramatic, I guess, turnaround from last year. Not necessarily they had a bad year, but um, they just reloaded that much more. Yeah. And these guys are playing on a level that I haven't seen at Ohio State in some time. What do you do here? If I'm going to put you in stud shoes. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm putting you in a lot of people's shoes, I guess, so far <laughs> on this show. But... You never want to see anybody lose a job to injury. And Brandon right, Bowen right. was a game-time decision last week. He's yep. played well. He had a champion in the first three games. Uh, he goes out. But Josh Alby, this is the second time he's filled in. Go back to that Rose Bowl, plays for mm -hmm. Thayer Munford, uh, a champion performance there. And I thought he was – I mean, Ohio State gave him the player of the game. That yeah. rarely happens that they single out one offensive lineman. I think that tells you how well he played. So, I don't know. What, what happens here? What do you do? Well, I'm a huge Bowen fan, but – Josh Alby, too. I mean, he's a, he's a Detroit guy as well, so uh, I'm a fan of him as well. But, you know, it's, it's just the, the whole unit as a whole, it's just fun to watch. And if somebody's healthy, I think they're all so close-knit together and they, they hang out and stuff. So I don't think there's any, you know, awkward tension yeah. there between the two. It's just, you know, if he's healthy, he'll get a shot. But if, if Josh Alby's the hot hand, I think you got to roll with whoever's been playing well um, until they give you a reason not to. Right. So yeah. And winning um, carries all. I mean, we know as long as they're winning, you know, playing well, everyone's getting all the pub, everyone's getting the accolades week mm -hmm. to week. Yep. And, and what's the most important is getting a W, you yeah. know, right? So I think those guys, is, is, you know, Coach has a tough decision weekly, but those guys will, you know, play two series, play three series, and as you get rolling, you never know, injuries will roll up here and there or something will happen, yeah. but you just got to be ready to play. You know, when your number's called. All right, just scratching the surface here on Letterman, Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. Take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing like college football, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sportsbook. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where all my friends play, and it's where you should play too. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code LettermanRoe to activate the offer. That's promo code LettermanRoe. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, guys, we're back. Welcome back in, Letterman Live. Uh, we're talking about the offense more. Touched on that offensive line, but you know, Justin Fields. You said no interceptions, Mike, early in the show through five games. I wouldn't have thought that at this point. Uh, Twenty-three touchdowns. Probably wouldn't have expected that either. The guy seems to be in complete command, and he only seems to be getting better. Uh, some of the holes he's starting to run. Uh, it looks like they're taking a little bit of that governor off him and letting him go and use that dual threat ability a little bit more. So. What do you guys see offensively? It just feels like there's more that this team can still do, which has got to be a scary thought the way they're making it look so easy. Well, I, 
My first thing is we got to keep Coach Day. I mean, I, <laughs> NFL is going to be calling. I mean, his yeah. creativeness over the last two weeks and just slowly opening up that playbook, um, you, you can see how dynamic, you know, our, our offense can be. Um, and Justin's made the right decision, right decision, right decision. A couple of throws, you would have liked to be a little bit more perfect, maybe missed the extra touchdown. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, Chris Olave right, right there on the deep yeah. shot exactly. before halftime. Right, right. But at the end of the day, I mean, he's making, you know, uh, excellent. He has an ex excellent decision making, and then when it is time for him to make a play with his feet, he's he's made it for us to keep drives going. And the running game has just been solid. I mean, yeah. Master T comes in yeah. and spills JK, and he's just pounding. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm looking at this guy looking like Eddie George. You know, like, this, this guy coming down the field, turning 35 pounds, yeah. and it's like, oh snap! I'm, I got to tackle this guy. And so yeah, that one-two punch with Teague and Dobbins back there. I mean, that's just. All day. I mean, I think it was 350 some rushing yards. That in itself is obviously where I'm going to draw yeah. my focus to. Yeah. But um, the weapons that we have at receiver. I mean, it's just, you never know who's going to come down with the big play, and we have so many options Austin out there. Austin Mack so. made some great plays. Yeah, Austin Mack had a, a breakthrough game last yeah. week, and um, you just never know week in and week out who's going to be that guy that's going to have a breakout game. But everybody's capable of it. it. It seems like too that now that the threat of fields exists, at least in the mind of these opponents defenses, and the defensive yeah. coordinators, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the one. Uh, it looked like his own read, or a, I don't know. He might he not even was going to give it to Master Teague. Justin yep. Fields going to keep it the whole time. Right. And nearly scores down the right sideline. Another big block there. Wyatt Davis a pulling up. step at the yeah. end. Yeah. The Braxton Miller thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I broke this down uh, with Tim May earlier today. I thought he would have scored if he hadn't thought he was Braxton Miller. Like, just <laughs> use your speed. You didn't need to beat the right. guy. Uh, but to me, it was an example. It was like all of the flow is going left, and you could tell that Nebraska's like, well, you got to stop Teague. And then this, if this, if you have yeah. this running lane for someone with Justin Fields' speed, yeah. yeah, but you have to honor the backfield, you and that that just shows you the dangers of this offense. It's it's a three-headed monster. You never know who's going to get the ball, what, what route they're going to go, uh, especially with the zone read option. That you have to honor certain things, and unless you have, you know, top-tier talent <laughs> at all levels, yeah. you're going to get beaten some places, and they'll find a way to beat you. I'm yeah. starting to watch it like you now, and I've <laughs> I've spent enough time with Buck IQ. Josh Myers goes to the second level. Yep. You got Wyatt Davis there kicking go. out. You got uh, Josh Alby just absolutely burying some yeah. folks down there. I mean, it's been – I'm not normally a guy that can watch it live and see that stuff. So that tells you how good I think yeah. the offensive line was They're playing. They're making it very center. clear and for and you. It, definitely. <laughs> and and like, like Reed said, to see those offensive linemen getting to that second level and actually making an impact. You see a lot of guys trying and throw yeah. their arm out at a linebacker, but they to see our guys getting hands on and throwing real blocks <laughs> and, open, and keeping creases open, that's really nice. All right, as you guys watch here and you start turning – attention towards it's October things are business about to pick up in the Big Ten right like mm -hmm. that's just how it works got Wisconsin at the end of the month are there is there anything I look at this team and don't see a weakness is there anything that you guys see with a little sharper vision that still needs to be tuned up corrected any concerns with the Buckeyes I mean as far as any concerns I mean back to Justin Fields some of the touch throws he made it Beautiful throw in the in the corner of the end zone. That mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. rhythm, that was like that throw was the best throw of the season I saw from him. And just a three step rhythm throw yeah. and place it, you know, only where our guy can get it. Yeah. And and this will be the challenge this week. Again, I think Michigan State's going to come in. They're going to play a lot of zone. They're going to do a little bit of man blitz here and there. But I, I, he's going to have to make some good throws in third and longer if we get into those situations, and that will probably be the difference. And just being that third and you know third down efficiencies, which we've been really well at this year, mm -hmm. and, 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 and converting those. But as far as our defense, 
we haven't really been challenged downfield. And any play down the field, our secondary is freaking jumping up and timber <laughs> right. knocking down, making plays. Yeah. The linebackers are, you know, making plays. And our, our strength is our D-line. And I think that will be the difference for us this week. Yeah, I don't really – I was talking to Spence about this before. I don't really see a weakness right now. It's, it's tough. I know there's probably things they can improve on. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I could ask is have our, our field goal kicker, yeah. you know, 45 yards or more. Do we got yeah. to that the challenge? Right. He, yeah. he banged through a couple last week, and Blake Hobby was suddenly the special teams player. Of the right. Game, so. Exactly. But, you know, I guess just going into this week, um, you know, as, as Mike was talking about earlier, the, the run defense that we're going up against, this will be a really good test, I think. We've been saying this over and yeah. over again. This should be a good test, though. <laughs> They've just the, had a few quizzes so far. Right. Yeah. This will be a good test, though, for the run game. Um, we've been powerful and dominant throughout the season so far. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game because Michigan State, my senior year, went up to Michigan State. That was a, a pretty much a foot-in-the-ground yeah. foot moment for our, our team and mm. um, made a statement from that game on. So I think, for me, I look at it like this is a game. The O-line can come in and really just dominate and empower their will on this run-stopping defense. And make a statement. How? Take me back to uh, that 2012. It's sort of that was a competitive yeah. game. It was a slugfest. I remember writing all the stories afterwards when some of the you guys would talk about the special moments and the championship toast for the first time with Urban. I, what was it that made that so special? It sort of got this program back on. It was just a one brief hiccup there in yeah. 2011, but it it seemed to shift the whole tone. What was it about that that game there? Well, we knew going up to East Lansing it was going to be a hostile environment or black flag city environment like we called it. Um, so we kind of just said this is where we decide, you know, the past four weeks or whatever it was, are we going to learn from those weeks and really make a statement here on a national stage and show that we're a different team. We're not the 6-7 and seven team we were last year. This is where we're going to put our foot in the ground mm -hmm. and really make a statement where we can. Um, and Michigan State at the time, you know, had Will, Gol Will Golson on the edge, and it was a, a really big game just like – Kind of this game seems to be. Uh, I don't know if they have any Will Golsons like that on the edge, but um, they got their defensive end. Uh, I want to say his, his linebacker <laughs> or somebody has about four sacks. Only half of what you know Chase Young yeah, has right. right now, but he's in the top twenty-five in the country. Yep. Yeah. So um, the, the difference again is D'Antonio. He knows what it's like to play Ohio State. He's been in this situation several times, right. and he's won some big games. You know, and the biggest one coming four years ago in the shoe when we were preseason destined to be number one mm -hmm. you know, national champion. Yep. And they're going to come here. They're going to be very disciplined. They're going to come with a game plan, and they're going to try to execute that game plan no matter what. It's a matter what we do to destroy their game plan yeah. to make them have to go to something else. We know who sits number one in the rivalry rankings, and Urban always said there was no number two. Where does Sparty – fit into this mix? How much does the blood get going for them compared to Super I always saw them as, you know, Michigan's obviously number one, but damn near about the same Michigan okay. State because yeah. I grew up in Michigan, obviously, uh, outside of Detroit, so a lot of my friends went to Michigan State and all, <laughs> I had to hear all the crap talk and all that throughout the week, so just for me personally, Michigan State's up there with Michigan. For How sure. was it for you, Doss? Yeah. I mean, as well as, you know, they were spoilers. I was When I was getting recruited over 20 years ago, they, they you know, in 98 they beat our team, and I was coming in that next class, and um, we end up, you know, playing those guys. With, they had Nick Saban. Nick, that's how oh, long yeah. ago I played yeah. against Michigan State. They had Nick Saban as their head coach, right? But they they compete, and that's the one thing that, you know, they always compete, and they're going to come down with, you know, blue collar. They, they don't have it. They're not going to be fancy. You know, they're not going to come out here with, you know, do anything extravagant. Yeah. But they're going to come blue collar, hard nose, and going to basically try to hit you in your face and say, how many times can we hit you in your face, let alone take our hits? Because we're going to hit them in the face. <laughs> I mean, the way that, you know, we – 
the way that we show up, we're going to hit them in the face. It's just a matter who can withstand the blows and get down to the fourth quarter. If Michigan State's thought process is this. And Antonio will always tell us, if it comes down to the fourth quarter, who doesn't make the mistake in the fourth quarter is going to win the game. Yeah. And then he wants to keep it close to the fourth quarter. That's his goal, just get to the fourth quarter, and he and then we have a football game. So if we continue to roll like we're rolling, getting out early, you know, yeah. it's going to be tough for them because they don't score a lot of points. Yeah. All right, about to cut these guys loose. we got Chimney Chekwal waiting in the wings to come in and break down some more stuff with us. So quick, guys, uh, before we move on to that next segment, what are the predictions on Saturday night? Lock it in. 20-point favorites right now? Yeah. I'm going to say Ohio State 45, Michigan State 10. There it is. Well, I, I think they're going to come in. First quarter might be a little bit tight, but I think we'll end up blowing it out, and I can see us putting up, you know, like a 38-13 win, something where it's respectable for a little bit, mm -hmm. and then we'll eventually just start to pull away. So, like you said, 38-13. I like how I just get to wait and <laughs> play it close to the vest and – uh, can hear everybody's thoughts and do it, it at the end of the, the show when everybody knows. So I'm going to be a pro about that. We're going to keep breaking oh, down. come on. Hey, Ohio State is going to win by a large margin. I said that, I've said this earlier, and I will <laughs> say it every day this week. They are that favorite for a reason. They are not going to slow down. Yeah. And I don't respect Michigan State's offense at all. No, so I think that Ohio State, I'll just keep going here. They're going to score on defense. <laughs> They're about due for something big on special teams, whether that's a punt yeah. block yeah. or putting Garrett return. Wilson back yeah. there, a punt return I think has to be done. And, look, Michigan State has come in with the top-ranked rush defense before. Yeah. I'm thinking about two years ago. And Mike Weber and J.K. Dobbins absolutely destroyed them. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I don't buy it. You know, I just don't buy Michigan State. This is going to be a massive blowout. Score prediction. 55-7. to seven. Nice. Ooh. Love it. It's going to be a blowout. And, hey, that's the way they've all been so far. But – they still give us plenty to break down. We're going to keep doing that right here on Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters when we come back from this quick break. Hey, Buckeye fans, as the official wing sponsor of your Ohio State Buckeyes, Roosters is giving away 12 trips for two to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with airfare, hotel, gift bag, and two lower-level tickets. One bowl prize winner chosen each week, along with other cool Roosters weekly prizes. So register every week at your favorite Roosters or at RoostersWings.com. Roosters, a fun, casual joint and the official wing sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Official contest rules at RoostersWings.com. All right, guys, welcome back. We changed it up a little bit. We got Chimney Chakwa, former Ohio State NFL cornerback now in the mix, and Spencer Holbrook, my compatriot there at Letterman Road, to talk about what happened there. It was still 48-7. That score hasn't changed. Chimney, uh, since you're just joining, what, what was your first thought that score on Saturday night? I expected it. Um, a week ago, someone someone asked me, what do I think yeah. the score is going to be? I didn't want to give a, a official <laughs> score because then they, people hold you to it. But I was like, they're going to win by three-plus touchdowns, which in my head means they're going to blow them out. Um, I didn't expect Nebraska to be able to put up much of a fight at all. Um, this Ohio State team is legit. And last week, I was like, okay, they're a top-four team in my, in my head. Mm -hmm. I've been nervous, right, because – when you're talking about making those score predictions and these yeah. spreads get so huge, they're Big Ten games on the road. Right, you're right, like, right. should I really be picking a 32-point win, which is what I did? And I thought, well, that's pretty aggressive. And then they go win by 41. It's like every week it's kind of cliche, but it just feels like they're gaining strength and getting better as the season goes on. And I'm not even sure that how close they are to their potential at this point. And that's the key. They're getting better each week. You saw it from – from FAU to – I'm forgetting who they play. Yeah, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Just stacking it one after and, Indiana. And, and you see the improvement. Even if they're not playing someone who, who who's not that good, right, you see the improvement. You see the improvement defensively. Um, if me, me, I look so much at the defense, <laughs> yeah. seeing 
small things that I kind of nitpick and say, you know, they need to correct that thing. And I see it uh, the next game. I see Okuda come out and get a pick on something. I said, you know what, he, he needs to correct that. <laughs> and he comes out and gets a pick, you know. Uh, and it's, it's like you can see the improve, improvement even when they're blowing teams out which is really what's key to continue to, to improve and peak and be that team that can compete for a national championship. Spencer, was there anything that surprised you about that trip to Lincoln? Uh, nothing really surprised me, and I don't think anything's going to surprise us from this team unless it's a loss. That would be surprising to me. Because, yeah. I mean, look at how dominant they've been, and, and you can point to any position group and say, uh, what could surprise you out of that group? What could surprise you out of that group? I think maybe five catches from one of the tight ends might surprise me. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, if Justin Fields has six touchdowns in a quarter, well, he's already done that, so that's not going to be surprising. If Chase Young has two sacks, two strip sacks in back-to-back -back possessions, well, he's already done that, so that's <laughs> not going to be surprising. Jeff Okuda, two picks, one from his back. Nothing's going <laughs> to surprise me out of this team anymore just because they've been so dominant. And You can talk about who they play, but I look more at how they play, and how they're playing is, you know, you can't find a blemish on their on their team right now. And, and people keep saying that, and, and Chimdi said that he had him as a top-four team right now. I'm not sure who could really argue with that for some reason. Uh, they're number five in the coaches' poll still, but mm -hmm. whatever, that doesn't matter. Uh, we look at who they played. It's actually a little bit tougher than people seem to give them credit for. I saw one strength of schedule rating that had that number 22 in the country. The only team in the top ten that was higher was Auburn. So it's not like they're doing against nobody. Cincinnati is going to be a ranked team at the end of the year. I firmly believe that. We'll see how they do against uh, UCF. But, you know, on the road at Nebraska is not easy. They had to go on the road and play Indiana. Their record is what it is. It's still a Big Ten conference game away from home. So – yeah. I don't discount what they've done. What what happens there is it gets discounted after the game. You know, it's like, oh, Nebraska's a, it's going to be a good challenge for them. They blow them out. Yeah. Nebraska's not even uh, good. Yeah, yeah game day was there for a <laughs> well, And there have been questions, you know, why put Ohio State at number one? Who have they played? You know, you hear that a lot. Well, Alabama's number one right now. And Indiana looks a lot like Duke to me. And Nebraska looks a lot like Ole Miss to me. So other than that, they've played – group of five yeah. teams it yeah. just doesn't make sense to question why put them at number one if they look like the best team which in my opinion they do why why are they still yeah. getting ranked seventh by this guy in you know wichita or whatever or why are they getting ranked <laughs> yeah. number eight by this person somewhere else if they're if you're watching the games you know this team is a top four team easily and that's the key if you're watching the games it's sometimes you know you you, you see games and you're like okay this, this team hasn't played anybody but sometimes you have to watch the way a team wins. And yeah. if you watch Ohio State through these first few games, you see how they win offensively, defensively, and special teams. You're talking about a, a block field goal, two block punts, and like the, fourth, the first three games. Yeah. That's a team that has a formula for winning games, regardless of who they line up against. Because, I mean, punt is punt. No matter what, you know, no matter what team you're playing against, right. punt is something that uh, teams should be able to get punts off. You know? And if Ohio <laughs> State's going out there and blocking punts, they are just – they're just good top to bottom this year, really good. All right, I was really interested to you, – you touched on this already, Chimney, but with Akuda, Arnett, we just talked about those guys. We've had both of those Buckeye yeah. Qs going into last week's game, and you have talked a lot about both those guys, but Akuda with the potential to be a top ten pick, be a first-round pick, and you saw a couple things that he needed to improve on. So what did you make of that performance on Saturday? Because I thought the first pick was – the reason why people want to draft him right yeah, there. Yeah, and the, and the first pick is really something that he's been doing. I mean, dating back to last year, um, he has a he's in man-to-man -man coverage. Guy runs a, a, a crossing right across the field, which is tough to chase a, a guy all the way across the field. Yeah. Not only does he chase him across the field, he also picks the ball <laughs> off. <laughs> so, I mean, that, and that's the reason why he is a, a, what I project to be a top-ten pick. Uh, the, the second one, which people will say, you know, that's a lucky play. 
Um, there's always a little bit of luck in, you know, some of those type of plays. But, you know, he's in the cover three. His guy runs a, um, a deep, uh, a skinny post. He has to stay with his guy up until he delivers him to the safety or he sees the ball thrown. He saw the ball thrown, and that, that happens because they're in a cover three, right? Now you have more vision. Mm -hmm. um, you're not just staring at your guy. So he sees the ball thrown. He tries to redirect, which is why he falls on the ground. <laughs> but is, is him being disciplined, he stayed with his guy. But he also kept his eyes inside and was able to make that. He doesn't make that play if he doesn't, if he does not true to what he's supposed to be doing. Um, luckily, it did fall right to him. But it, had he not fallen, he'd have picked that picked that ball off and been, you know, off to the races. Gone away. It's still. I mean, hey, you have to give guys credit for playing in the system. He also had to have good hand-eye coordination. Great hand-eye coordination. I know, and I said that to Doss too. Like, yeah. you guys are never going to complain about how the pick comes anyway, are you? Right. Most most guys will drop that pick on the on the ground. Like let's be honest. Like you you'll see it. It'll be like oh you fumble it. Um, that's a talented play. Like I said, that's an athletic play. And I mean he's just he's just a beast of a player. Spencer, you predicted last week on Friday our, our bold predictions at Letterman Row that Jordan Fuller would have a game changing interception. It's kind of funny. I, I I pointed it out to Jordan. The first one of his career came at Nebraska. Helped swing a little bit of the momentum. He was in that cramped interview room that we were in on. Saturday night two years ago. He kind of he remembered. He said, that's the table I was at. Goes out two years later and does the same thing. I mean, you saw it coming. What is it about Fuller right now that's he, standing out? I think he's kind of the unsung hero of this defense. I mean, Chase Young applies the pressure and the corners get all the all the love, but he's just really solid. And, and you don't really get a lot of uh, praise when you're just when you're solid back there you have to you know stand out as a superstar tip passes all the time he's just been solid every time he's been on the field since he's been at Ohio State I can't point to one time mm -hmm. in his career where it's been like wow Jordan Fuller just didn't play well <laughs> he just seems to always be there in the right place at the right time in big moments and I mean big time players make big time plays it's so cliche but for Jordan Fuller the pick against Nebraska two years ago back-to-back -back Michigan games he's had a back-breaking interception mm -hmm. of a Michigan quarterback and then now you know it's not like Nebraska was driving the ball down the field at, at will, but that kind of took every last bit of win that Nebraska had in that sale. So. What is it about Jordan Fuller that stands out to you, Chindy? I mean, pretty much what he said. He's been a solid player um, throughout his time at Ohio State. Um, he makes the right play. You can tell he also helps get guys lined up, um, gets, gets guys in the right spot. And he's just been, he's just, you know, doing his job and getting things done. It's kind of difficult sometimes at safety where you have a, a, a dominant D-line and the <laughs> other team can't handle him. You know, it's, it's, he's not going to get as much a action <laughs> and be on, on, on tape as much. But it, <laughs> his time will come. There will be some tough moments, some tough games, and you will really see the value of uh, Jordan Fuller back there. All right, Ohio State 5-0. and They've got Michigan State coming to town, another Big Ten East game. A team that, uh, if not the, a true rival, is certainly in the mix there for some bad blood with the Buckeyes and have wrecked some seasons. So far, nobody's come close to predicting that the Spartans can hang with the Buckeyes. It's uh, 17 to 20-point spread. Uh, are there any concerns for you guys that, or that you want to see something from Ohio State this week that maybe Michigan State could exploit? What, what are you looking for uh, on Saturday night? Yeah, if I was to come up with a concern, I'd have to create one, right? Because <laughs> you don't. It doesn't jump off the jump off the um, the screen, yeah. but Ohio State has done a great job in every game of running the ball, whether it's with uh, Fields or you know with their their tailbacks. If a team can come in there and stop the run, it's I want to see is it going to be a completely different offense. I know no matter who you're playing playing against or no matter who you are, if you if you can't run the ball, it's hard to be successful. But if they can really, if a team can come in there and at least slow down the run and force Justin Fields to have to make most of the plays in the game. Mm -hmm. um, I'm interested to see 
how Ohio State reacts to that because right now they have a really a really balanced attack. Um, but is, do you have that same balance? Do you keep that same balance if um, the the run is slowed down a lot? That's I, that's my only question. I like that because you know two years ago Mike Weber was the guy against Michigan State. Last year Mike Weber was the guy against Michigan State. He just seems to match up well. He just seemed to match up well against what Michigan State does on defense. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious to see if J.K. Dobbins gets it going on the ground Saturday, or if they turn to Master Teague and and you know give him some carries because this was always a defense that. Uh, Mike Weber liked to torment, and maybe it's because he was from Michigan. <laughs> it's the Michigan stuff. But, but it was kind of like it matched his style, and so Master Teague has that similar style. I'm anxious to see how Master Teague does against this defense because we know what J.K. Dobbins can do against any defense, but it just seems like the kind of game Master Teague might, might go over the century mark. I don't know. It, it just feels like that to me. All right. Winding down here on Letterman Live brought to you by Roosters. Score prediction time, guys. They, they, the first segment they talked me into it already, so I gave mine. Mm-hmm. It's up to you guys. What do you got on Saturday night? I'll say 41-17, um, Ohio State. I don't think it, it feels close. Um, I, I, I just think it's going to be a total dominance overall. But in the end, I'll say 41-17 because you bring in the backups in or something. <laughs> yeah, I had 41-13. Okay. So we're, we're on we're, similar we're ways. Did you guys share those thoughts beforehand or is this just talking? No, this is completely <laughs> spontaneous. So. Yeah, so I love it. Great minds, right? All right, well, hey, it's been great having Jimmy Chuckwell down first time at Letterman Live at Roosters. Great to have him. Spencer Holbrook, know him. Follow his work with me at LettermanRow.com. Had Mike Doss, Reed Fragle, awesome hanging out with those guys as well and really appreciate Roosters. Got those three new uh, testing uh, sauces here and rubs. Come check those out at Olentangy River at Roosters. Fun, casual joint. This has been Letterman Live. We will see you next Monday. We'll break down Ohio State and Michigan State. See you then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.